Hey everyone, welcome back to the Freedom Podcast. Alexis here and Katie, myself, and we have a special guest. What's up, Freedom people? <laughs> my, I can say this for the first time on the podcast, my husband, Jake, and we are here to record our first podcast since our wedding. We got married on March 5th and it has been just an amazing couple of weeks mm -hmm. and we had this planned, Lexi uh, and I had chatted about this prior to us getting married and just said, how cool would it be to have Jake on the podcast? He's been on before. Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, we had him on with Lexi's brother, Dom, and it was a great conversation about dating and uh, godliness and dating in the dating process, intentional dating. And that was pretty early on in our relationship. I think we had been dating about six months at that point. Mm -hmm. um, but we were dating with the intention of being married. And so now that we are married, we thought it would be fun to have them back on and talk a little bit more about the engagement process and, yeah. and counseling and just some things that we've learned through the last year um, with the final stages of our dating and then engagement and then getting married and just some various topics that we had on our mind that I think a lot of times people have questions about. Um, and so we wanted to mm -hmm. just chat about a couple of things and have some fun with it. So welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you guys. I'm yeah. excited to be back again. I had a lot of fun. The last podcast episode we did, we were early in our dating, like six yeah. months in. So this will yeah. be interesting because we've uh, God's given us a lot more wisdom um, in the past year or so through the, you know, that year, like you said, of dating and into the engagement process. And we're going to go over just a little bit about kind of how we prepared leading up to the wedding through the engagement process that I think would benefit a lot of you guys listening. So it uh, should be a good episode. Stay tuned in and um, <laughs> hopefully you always do. Second podcast. Yes. Me. You yeah. did great the first time, so nothing. Yeah. Fun. Nothing to stress about. The first time was so fun. Yeah, yes. we do. Yeah, the first time was so fun. I think I what I was just thinking about right now, I'm like, oh, like, it's been so full circle because I got to see you guys, like, just when you just first started dating the first couple months, like, even before the podcast. Yeah. It's like the progression over the months and then the year. It's so cool to see just because, you know, like, you've talked about a lot, or you guys both have, like, that refining process, and, like, especially mm -hmm. in that dating and that transitioning into engagement and marriage, like, there is such a refining process of, like, getting ready for marriage, and, like, yeah. we talked about in an episode, it's so much more than getting ready for a wedding day, especially for women, yeah. because we have too much pressure on that one day, Um, so it's just cool to see, like, everything full circle, and then, you know, we had you guys on like well before you were engaged and now yeah. we're at like this process. So it's just cool. It's like, I don't know. It's so it's like full circle and it's really exciting mm -hmm. just to see. Yeah. Cause I got to hang out with you guys when you were first, first dating and like, you know, just transitioning into a, away from that single life into a relationship. And now, yeah. you know, the transition into marriage, which is really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Most most of the work that God has done in our relationship and individually, honestly, has been, after that last podcast episode. So we yeah. have, we have a lot yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And um, we've, we've definitely learned a lot about ourselves and then each other and then yeah. kind of how this 
marriage dynamic works. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing we wanted to bring up kind of jumping right into it was just the, you hear often opposites attract and, and um, they're, I think kind of in the secular world, they, there's this talk about opposites attract. And then once you're married, it's kind of a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sort of this negative take mm-hmm. on it. Um, and throughout this process, you know, one thing that we've learned about each other, we thought we were super similar when we first started dating, but we're actually mm-hmm. extremely different. <laughs> but in that we have grown so much. Like right. I look at actually our in dating engagement being mm-hmm. so different, mm-hmm. um, actually has led to additional sanctification because areas right. where I tend to be weak. He is strong where he is weak. I tend to be strong. So it's like through these, our differences and maybe how I tend to do things and I'm more type A and he's more type B. And then we kind of, but yet through that, we have learned to grow as individuals. And I think if you date someone just kind of like you're dating yourself, there really isn't an opportunity. Like I'm dating the male version of myself. That would be awful because there wouldn't be as many opportunities for sanctification and for growth. And so Mm -hmm. we've actually seen that as a huge benefit. Um, Being so, and we can kind of go into how we are different and maybe some ways we've grown in that. I think the first one that was evident in our early on in our relationship was the subject of patience. Mm. And I, um, I did not realize how impatient I was when I was single. Um, you know, I never was around someone as much as Katie before. Um, you know, she's um, just you have a very different personality and your upbringing and the way impatience affects you. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference there. And um, yeah. that was really highlighted early on in our relationship because of some of the this, the um, I guess some of the wounds that she had when she was she was young on her impatience or from, from certain people. So, um, I really had a wake up call with that. And, um, you know, I had to essentially put, slow down and put her needs first. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the basis of one of the, one of the foundational principles of of our faith. Right. And what Jesus calls us to do is put others above, above yourself. So that's essential, especially for everyone, but essentially in a marriage. So in the dating process, I had to learn to kind of slow down be patient with her. And, um, you know, she wasn't, it ended up being like, she wasn't even necessarily slow. I was just prideful in, in, in the fact that I wanted to do what I wanted to do at my time and my speed. Yeah. So I learned that that patience was stemming from some pridefulness. So I really mm. had to work through that. And so mm. through her, like kind of bringing that issue up in our relationship, I was able to refine, be refined mm. by God and through his word and through our relationship to really um, put on this humility and then also slow down and be patient to love her better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is so interesting. But also all I was thinking was no wonder why you're in sales because like you need that personality for that. It's so true. Like my brother opposite, like I'm, he's very on when it comes to those things. And like, I am like, I like to just kind of cruise and, you know, be Mm -hmm. 
um, yeah, like at a slower pace, but like for men too, like you are a leader. So like, I understand that take charge. And then that sometimes Mm -hmm. it turns into like that, like pridefulness and not necessarily on purpose. I don't think like you had ill intentions, but like when you're single and you can only like, you're doing things for yourself, it's so easy. Like, well, I've always done things this way, you know, so it's like taking that step back and realizing like, you know, there's compromise and like, yeah. And like mm-hmm. you said, like love to love someone properly is to put them before yourself. And, um, you know, that's like not a natural thing for humans just in general, yeah. um, to do. So it's just like, yeah. sometimes, you know, God, I think God does pair us with our opposites, like mm. on purpose, a lot of the times, yeah. like you said, dating a male version of yourself or a female version of yourself, like where's the challenge in that to grow, um, and then, you know, it's just, I, I just, I couldn't imagine that because yeah, I mean, it's just, that's just how it's supposed to be. I feel like, but yeah, well, and like what going off what you said, I think it's just, I mean, there's just too much, too many things that are like ironic in terms of how we're wired and how mm-hmm. we're different and how we've grown right. and been sanctified throughout this process. And like, for example, Jake, he just mentioned one thing he had to work through, but if I was a very passive person, he probably could have continued with mm-hmm. that. And I would have just kind of rolled over and been like, okay, that's fine. I guess yeah. I just need to like step back, but I'm, I'm not. And that can be both a strength and also, well, and it's something I've had to work on too, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's an area where we kind of, you know, just, I am not just going to be, like sit there and just take things that I don't think are right. And so having that strength to speak up um, is exactly what he needed. But at the same time, I tend to sometimes be a little bit too harsh with Mm -hmm. my words and just be like, well, this is what it is. And, you know, Mm -hmm. just very, very, like I say things and sometimes they come Mm -hmm. across in a way that I don't mean. And so throughout this process, that's been something I've had to work on because I say things I'm like, well, this is, you know, just like very kind of off the cuff. And I don't realize that, and that can be a strength because I tell it how it is. I'm very like to the point. I'm very truthful. Most of my friends say, you know, and that's one strength, like in friendship, they know, like, I will say what I'm thinking. I'm not just going to like tell you what you want to hear. And also strength just in general in life. But at the same time, like that needs to be refined. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good segue into communication. Yeah. While dating and being honest with one another, because, you know, we've, like I said, after that last podcast episode, up until we got married, especially after engagement, we started doing uh, premarital counseling Mm -hmm. and we, we, we thought we were good at communicating with one another before that, but having a licensed (laughs) clinical counselor give us, you know, meeting with him weekly and, Mm -hmm. Yeah. giving uh, us just golden nuggets on, on how to resolve conflict and how to uh, yeah. lead with empathy and how to listen. And just like, yeah. there's so many benefits from premarital counseling. And I feel like a lot of people just kind of look at it as, you know, check it off the box. We need to get it mm-hmm. done. Like we just want to get yeah. to the wedding and enjoy ourselves. But man, you, you gotta, you gotta do that and prepare because you're going to save yourself so much trouble later on in your marriage. Right. If, uh, yeah. if you prepare properly through that. And, yeah. you know, you just that having that third party kind of objective perspective coming in and speaking truth into, into the, some of the situations that you guys are dealing with is yeah. so, so, so helpful. 
Yeah. Um, that third party perspective, like, and like you guys said, you're like, okay, I know that like you guys grew a lot before um, like mm-hmm. engagement and just like, you know, figuring out um, just different communication styles and just like mm-hmm. different personalities and things like that. But like, yeah, when you go deeper and you're actually trying to put in the work because you, this is a one and done, this is a forever thing mm-hmm. where I think some people do, they do check it off the box. Like, okay, premarital counseling done. What's next? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. you take it seriously. Like I know that it does work. And I know that like you guys mm-hmm. probably have an even deeper understanding that you didn't even know that you right. needed um, mm-hmm. before that yeah. process. And it's just like, yeah, it, that's a definite must. Um, and then I'm always like super into counseling, even before there's any issues. Like I know you guys did premarital, but even just like continuing doing like a monthly check-in or something just yeah. to make sure that you're on the same page because early, you know, those first couple of years of marriage or, you know, I, I know just from my dad doing marital counseling, like mm-hmm. sometimes those are the hardest because you're learning, now you're learning someone because yeah. you're living with them in a different realm than you did before. So, right. um, you know, continuing, I've always been a big believer in like, you don't have to have problems to get like counseling or right. you know, going to marriage conferences. Like, it's just like, no, this is like another tool in our toolbox so we can have an even more successful marriage. Um, and then with God in the center, like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, so to give, I guess, an example of what you were talking about, Katie, about the communication and the directness mm-hmm. and like how counseling has kind of um, helped in that topic. So before you would just say, you know, you were being impatient in this moment, yeah. right? Like if I was being- I was very critical. You very, she <laughs> yeah. would just call it out. She would accuse, like, you're being impatient here. And maybe sometimes I wasn't, you know, maybe that wasn't my heart towards it. Maybe she felt it, but maybe that yeah. wasn't my heart towards it, right? Yeah. So like in counseling with the- with us learning conflict resolution and leading with kind of empathy and not being accusatory, not getting defensive. Those were the two big things. It's like now her approach is, you know, Hey Jake, can we talk about something? You know, Mm -hmm. I, I felt like I was being rushed here. Um, you know, I don't know if your intention was to do that or not, but I felt it. So, you know, can you kind of explain what happened? So just kind of just the communication around that and just approaching the subject in that way can literally lead to so much better fruit than just being accusatory right off the bat and be like, you're, you're being impatient. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I just see with, I mean, this is just a plug for premarital counseling and, and really encouraging all of our listeners to take it seriously because I see how much we've grown in our communication just in the, I mean, we did, we did go probably, 20 times. I mean, we went a lot. Um, or six months. So I mean, six times four, I mean, we went over 20 times, so we probably did more than most people. I know good at math, but, but we, we, we went once a week for a long time and just seeing like how much growth we've been able to make in that short amount of time. I know we still have so much more to learn and so much more to grow. And like, we know that there will be bumps in the road in our marriage, but the thing is we have more tools in the toolbox to be able to approach those situations with the right perspective, with empathy, with these skills that we've learned. It's almost like, you know, you prepare for, you train for something, right? So you're training for a race or for a 
I just think about like an obstacle course and you're training. Okay. It's going to be unpredictable what obstacles there are, but you've put in the work so you can handle it. And so especially with God at the center of our relationship. And I think, yeah. And I, I think when one thing like going off what you said, just about that communication, um, it's just been since we have really dug our heels in, we've done the Symbus, it's called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. And we've done that with our counselor. And our counselor is amazing. Um, I mean, he's been so good at just like looking at things objectively. And I think a lot of times it's hard if you, not to say you can't do premarital counseling with someone you know, but I think having someone that doesn't know you is beneficial They can really look at it from an outside objective perspective, but just going through that process has been so fruitful and and edifying. And then now like our conflict, we're able to, um, I'd say even just going into marriage, we feel much better prepared and we've even seen the, seen the fruit already with conflict. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. so we're able to resolve it. My gosh, probably in like a 10th of the time that we used to. Yeah. So. Yeah, the- well, especially too with like strong personalities and knowing who you are, especially knowing who you are in Christ and like you were that way yeah. sing- like single. So then like bringing that together with two strong personalities, like that's a big thing. And like God, he can't wait to use that. And he is using that because like he obviously created you guys both like in that way for a purpose um, because you can be super truthful. And I know like if I come to you for advice, like it's not like, Oh, well I, I'm going to, you know, tell you what, what you want to hear. And like, Jake, you're so direct and take action. So no one needs to worry about you, you know, taking the back seat. Like, and not for with a lot of men, like that is an issue, you know, of like, yeah. of like, yo, yeah. Like my, my lady's gonna, you know, she's going to handle it or whatever. It's like, okay, we need men to be men, but we yeah. also need strong women to support the man and to, to help mm-hmm. like soften each other, you know, both ways too. Like that's mm-hmm. really important. And, you know, and just looking at society these days and like, there is this big push on just really softening the man and we don't want like, m- like manly men anymore. And I'm like, yeah. God created you guys that way for a purpose to be leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, society's really trying to take that away. Yeah. So I like definitely, you know, I, I, it's so, it's so important just to have like men who are willing to lead, but also willing to like change direction if, you know, if need be. So. Yeah. We were actually just watching house hunters yesterday and there was uh, an episode where a guy, his, one of his like foundational things in looking for a home is he needed a gaming room (laughs) (laughs) so he could get away and go game. And to your point, it's like, man, like missing the point, like you, you need to be involved in your marriage like you need yes. to take charge like you don't you shouldn't want to escape in your home somewhere you know right, right. So and that's like just, almost like a okay. normal thing like oh yeah man cave or like a whatever girls do yeah and stuff i'm like yeah. no like you need to be fully present mm-hmm. um at least as much as you can you know yeah. in your relationship yeah. So there's nothing wrong with like having a TV room or whatever, but I think like there's nothing, these things aren't inherently wrong, but I think a lot of times like we use them as an escape or as a, like, I need to get away from my wife. And the last thing I want is for Jake to want to escape from me. And so I'd say probably the premarital counseling has been just one of the most beneficial things we could do because we learned that like we went through every question of our past of our present, of our sexual history, of our 
family history, family of origin, yeah. um, things that we're still dealing with, insecurities. Deep and insecurity. So, oh my goodness. So we like literally would cry together. I mean, it got to that point where we were just sharing our heart. And yeah. I don't think that's super common in the dating and engagement right. process, but I would say to everyone, like, it's hard, but it is so, we feel like, the closest we've ever felt after that process. Yeah. And, and so I only, I look forward to our marriage because we're only going to grow closer at the longer right. we're together. Of course, we're going to run into bumps along the way and everything, but it's yeah. like really revealing your heart and revealing your yeah. deepest insecurities and things you haven't told anyone else yeah. um, is so important if you're going to become one flesh and, and, exactly. and be married. And yeah. I think, a lot of times, I mean, I've heard from several of my friends and many people I've known where there's a secret sin that they didn't mm -hmm. know about that their spouse had or mm -hmm. a secret from their past that no one knew about or mm -hmm. something of that nature. And then once it's brought up in marriage, it's a lot hard, harder right. to kind of deal with that. Whereas right. bef before you become one, and that's why it's so important to reserve also the intimacy and sexual relations for marriage, because that's something that does right. really make you one in a physical yeah. sense. And so if you're, if you are reserving that for marriage, then you can really deal with these things with God individually, but then also as right. a, as a, you know, engaged couple, as opposed to when you're, when you're already one and then, well, yeah. if you're having sex before marriage, then it just complicates things a lot. So, yeah. um, I think, you know, looking at God's design for marriage, it really does make so much sense yeah. as to why, you reserve that for marriage um yeah. and there's so many benefits to working through these things prior yeah. to becoming one um yeah. both in a physical and spiritual sense yeah 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 reminds, reminds me of genesis 2 before the fall when um adam and eve were in the garden and they were they were fully naked and without shame mm -hmm. you know they were completely known by god and by each mm -hmm. other and you know, that's what's that's what heaven's going to be like. There's going to be no right. sin or no secret hidden secrets about mm -hmm. things we're ashamed of, you know, and, yeah. and the way we can combat that today, you know, especially in, in, in within a marriage mm -hmm. um, and within the dating process, but just in community in general is, is to confess yeah. our sins and other people. If you're in a good community or you're in a good relationship with someone, they're going to understand and they're going to fight with you right. to mm -hmm. defeat that sin and go to battle with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, and that's what Katie had, Katie's done for me. She's, yeah. she loves me so much that she, you know, she was ready to strap on the armor with me and go to battle. And we fought yeah. through a lot, and, you know, and we persevered and it, we put it to death. And I mean, it's yeah. still, it, there's temptation still there, but man, it's, it's getting, these things are right. getting better. And our relationship yeah. has just grown so much from just us going to war together and being a team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And that vulnerability, yeah. that's something that yeah. is a hard it's a hard mission for men, yeah. um, especially some yeah. women for sure, but men, especially because in our society, we see, I think a lot of times vulnerability as a weakness when right. in reality, him being vulnerable with me and, and be, and, and myself being, being, um, just having a feminine heart and that softness right. to care for him and his vulnerability. It's like there's a tremendous strength that comes from yeah. that. And yeah. so vulnerability right. is not a bad thing at all. It's actually essential for true intimacy. Right. It is. It's right. essential. If you yeah. want to love deeper, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah.
there's no way around that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think like I not so much as I got older, but I definitely struggled with vulnerability just because like I my personality is like I don't want to burden other people with Mm. my burdens. So being vulnerable, like it, it really only happens with like probably my very close friend, Lindsay, and um, my yeah. other very close friend, Lala, like, they always make fun of me because they're like, oh, I've never really seen you cry, like, maybe, like, a handful of times, where now, like, I'm such a crier, like, I will cry about anything, like, it is out of control, um, but it, it's so bad, like, I, I swear, Lindsay has known me since I was 12 years old, and wow. before, until these last couple of years, she's like, I have literally seen you cry, like, twice, so she's like, I know when you cry, like, it is real, you know, and yeah. we're now, I'm like, oh, like, you know, yeah. About everything but um that vulnerability is so true like even now with um dating and being in a uh, in a serious relationship like being able to be vulnerable I've noticed with like a male is so different and it is like hard for me at times because he's so expressive and he communicates very very well of Mm -hmm. like these are his emotions and he's very supportive and stuff like that. And I take a while to process because I'm like, I don't really know how I'm feeling right now. So I don't want to say something because what if I'm not feeling that? And then I don't want to burden someone else with my, you know, thoughts and yeah. So, and I'm laughing because you and I are like, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. And like, but when I am vulnerable and like when we have taken a step back and talked about, you know, um, like our just like previous dating history or sexual history or things like that, like we have a mutual understanding now and like things that happened to him in his past and things that happened to me in my past, like we've really like started diving into those things. We did it pretty early on, which is good. Um, and we're still very fresh and new to dating, but we like I noticed when we did start communicating in that realm, like how close we started really getting because like we were sharing some of our deepest, darkest things that have like happened to us or that we've done or whatever it was. And, um, and then encouraging each other and growing in the Lord where like not hanging over each other's heads, but being recognizing that we are completely freed from that sin because of Christ. And like, that has been something that we both like, you know, I'm telling him this and I'm not always necessarily believing it for himself or vice versa, you know? So like we're, have really been like working on that because yeah, like, you know, everyone has junk in their past. Like no one's perfect. We're human. Um, but working through that and that vulnerability really does bring you closer and, um, and just, you know, the Lord like wants us to share in our hurts because he also like, he sits in that with us too. Um, so that's always like encouraging. Um, and then just to be able to share that with other people is so freeing at the same time too. Yeah. The, I think you having that foundational, like none of this could be possible without having the foundation of Christ right. because, you know, especially in a, in the dating, um, arena and then into marriage, you know, you were both Katie and I will use us for an example. We're both committed to being sanctified and growing in our faith. And yeah. we're both yoked together, going in similar directions. We abide yeah. by the same commandments and the same God and right. we base everything on scripture. So, you know, this it's easy, it's easier to resolve conflict and to work together and to do all right. these things because right. we're in agreement on all, all that foundational stuff. Right. So a lot of the stuff we're saying is possible because of our mutual um, agreement and faith to want yeah. to better ourselves individually and better ourselves individually so we can love each other better. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's important right. to point yeah. out. Yeah, because we're not getting better. My ultimate goal is not to be sanctified for Jake. It's sanctified yeah. to glory, 
to give honor and glory to God. Mm-hmm. Right. And then through that process, I am, right. it benefits Jake because I am be- yes. becoming sanctified as a wife to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's a lot of times something that is easy to do is like put your spouse on the pedestal as opposed to right. put God first. Yeah. Um, and our relationship will only benefit by putting God in at first, what does God's word say? How can we glorify God and glorifying God is loving God and loving others. And so through that, you can't go wrong. Um, and so I think that's something to keep in mind is God's word is always the best. God's ways are always the best. And sometimes it does take some time to stop, pray. What, what does God, what would God say about this situation before maybe taking a step or saying something you don't, you yeah. will regret or hurting the other person? It really is right. about, um, okay, uh, my emotions may say one thing in this moment, but what, is, what would God, what does God desire in this situation? Yeah. How can yeah. I glorify him through yeah. our, through our relationship and through our marriage? Yeah. Ultimate, yeah. ultimate authority is, uh, like- Someone told me it's like in marriage, there's a triangle with Jesus at the top end of the triangle. And then Katie and I are the husband and wife at the, the bottom yeah. of two legs. So, you know, we're, we got to put Jesus at the center of our, of our marriage and he's the ultimate authority in that. Yeah. 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 And too, and it's like when you both have that mutual understanding of like God first and then everything flows from that, like you both understand the roles that God has placed for each of you in marriage or in a relationship or whatever that is. Like, that's the biggest thing. It's like, you can't go wrong because God has a perfect design and it's a perfect, he created it so beautifully. So we can work together knowing how opposite men and women are. So when we follow under, you know, the way that the Lord has created it, like there's only like success is the only option that you have because that's the way that God created it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like a really cool perspective, especially when you think about um, how high the um, divorce rate is and like, okay, well, what is missing out of these people's relationships? And we know that it's God, but we also know that if people are uh, husband and wives not following into the roles that God has called them to fall into Mm -hmm. with the woman wanting to be the leader and the man wanting to be passive, like that was the fall of man. And that's why we have the issues that we have now. Yeah. And it's, it's so true. Like, especially dating, I I hadn't dated for a while, but when I was dating and I noticed like with having a strong personality and then attractive passive men, I was like, this is Mm -hmm. not like, I have a strong father. I have a strong male roles in my home. So like, Mm -hmm. for me, I was like, this is not going to (laughs) work. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's what I felt too in the dating process before I met Jake, I was like, man, I'm just going to walk all over some, yeah. you know, these personalities. And then it just perpetuates that tendency for the women to be woman, to be controlling and the male to be passive. Right. And yeah. I think a lot of times too, there's misconceptions about what the Bible says about male and female roles. And yeah. one of those is that the male is domineering is, mm. you know, the head of the household. And so he can just command the wife to do whatever he wants. And the woman mm-hmm. just, Weights on, you know, like there's these yeah. misconceptions, and a lot of yes. people misinterpret scripture and promote yeah. these things very unbiblical. And right. the truth is, the Bible says we're equal, but yes. the Bible says that there needs to be order. Yes. And so, with that order, we are one. And so, yeah. whatever decision, decision, yes, Jake is the leader of our house, but mm-hmm. with that, he is supposed to give up his life for me. It says yeah. that in scripture. And so, any decision that he makes, 
I should like, that is amazing. The fact that I can submit to him and his decisions are going to be made. Now, of course he'll make mistakes. Of course it's not going to be perfect, right. but the majority of the time he's going to be looking, to, looking to, okay, how can I give my life up for my wife to, right. to support her, to help her right. grow and yeah. then like, that is so freeing for me to be able to submit to Jake. And it's really beautiful. It's teamwork. Yeah. It's not, yeah. my opinion has just as much weight as his yeah. because we're one. And so it's not like this greater than or less than we're right. equal, but yet in a marriage, we have different roles. Yeah. 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 It says that, um, I'm to love you as my own flesh. Has anyone ever hated their own flesh? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm literally like, just looking at that from that perspective. I mean, mm -hmm. The two main commandments are love the Lord your God with all your mind, soul, heart, whatever, and love your, your neighbor like yourself. So if we we're to love our neighbor as our own flesh, how much more are we to love our wife? Think mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, yeah, there is a kind of a misconception there with, with the submiss submitting mm -hmm. and subject to mm -hmm. uh, when it says that about their wives to their husbands. But yeah, the, the yeah. husband's role of fostering and nurturing their wives and creating the spiritual environment for them to grow individually in the relationship with Jesus that needs that needs to happen. And, and how that happens is me is me sacrificing my own desires and, and needs in order to make sure she is fed right. properly or nourished properly. So right. um, it's it is a, a great design that God has constructed. Yeah, because it challenges both sides and. Yeah. Um, but yet at the same time, it's like, there's a lot of security in that because we're not always fighting for right. the same role. Right. Because I think a lot of times there is that, just that struggle for women to be controlling and, and just very instructive and very mm -hmm. like my way, you know, just mm -hmm. to be the leader in all things. And then the male tends to you know gravitate towards that passivity. Yeah. And so when there is that biblical design of marriage, it really is a beautiful um, reflection of Christ in the church. And that's truly yeah. what marriage is meant to reflect is that yeah. intimacy in Christ coming for his bridegroom. And and so it's just like, wow, that's so beautiful. And so remembering that yeah. um, and also remembering that our emotions aren't always going to tell us the right thing. And so it's important right. to go to scripture and say, okay, what does it right. actually say and yeah. study it. And that's the thing too, like study these passages, mm -hmm. look for commentary from sound biblical teachers. Don't mm -hmm. just hear what the news says. That's not even biblical, not even Christian about yeah. the Bible being sexist and whatever. Mm -hmm. And believe it because when you look at scripture, it's, it's interesting because they say the exact opposite thing of what scripture actually says, because it says yeah. we're all um, equal in Christ. We're all there's right. no no Jew, no Gentile, no male, no female, right. no race doesn't matter. Like does yeah. not matter. We are all yeah. equal. And yeah. so we need to start with that foundation. And then from there, let everything flow. So study the scripture for yourself. If you yeah. find a contradiction in the Bible, your interpretation is probably wrong on one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so it doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No. Um, yeah. I think that people are really going to enjoy this chat because yeah. this, you know, it puts everything into perspective. And like I said, like this is full circle for you guys seeing where you started yeah. and seeing where you are now. And um, God just bringing you through this really refining process that we all have to go through in a relationship is like such a beautiful thing. So um, I just yeah. love this conversation. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, Same. 
Yes. Well, Jake, I know you'll be on the podcast, I'm sure, probably a lot more often. That will be so fun just because male perspectives. I love hearing male perspectives, mm -hmm. a, a biblical male perspective. It's my favorite thing. So, yeah. Um, well, that is all we have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you keep up with us on social media at the dot freedom podcast. And we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks for another show. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Right, thanks for having me. Thank you.